have enough energy to not be okay with things on a regular basis. So I'm just okay with stuff. Yeah, I find myself more and more recently trying, when I disagree with someone, trying to ask for explanations and not in like a snarky way, but in a legitimate in a legitimate way. And this is, I mean, personally in my work life, et cetera, it, it applies to everything. A lot of times you're going to disagree with people, but I feel like the natural instinct there is so often to say, well, you're wrong and here's why. But what I'm finding is so much more effective is to say, okay, why are you right? That's that's a really good question. I, I love to be convinced of things. I if, if I'm wrong, I want to know that. And I want to know that so I can improve myself and better myself. So if I disagree with someone, I'm just going to say, awesome. Okay. Well, why, why is that true? Can you explain to me why you believe that? Because then maybe it will help me reach a better understanding right. of the topic. No, I, I like that question a lot. I like to be asked that question. So the interesting thing is though, that maybe half of the time when you ask somebody that question, the person, like people's initial response is to get defensive, which it just kind of spirals downhill because then it's not long. It's no longer about like actually discovering the answer to the question you just asked it's kind of it's kind of like defending why they're right and it becomes a personal thing i think the the part there is, or the magic part there is that it becomes a personal thing which makes it difficult and i like i'm learning more to just kind of separate that out for example you know i'm championing 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 view.js i like it a lot and um yeah so i get asked questions a lot and people will ask me you know pointed questions like why do you like this because I find this to be better and or initially you know my reactions were kind of rooted in defending my choice and not kind of explaining why I made that choice if that makes sense there like the, it sounds like the same statement but there's a fundamental difference in how you respond to that I guess yeah there really is and and that's something that I think a lot of people don't think about too much on a regular basis, but it is actually really important. It completely shifts the tone of a conversation, how you respond when someone questions your belief. Yep. And with technology, with, you know, being programmers, our, our choices for our stack is a pretty personal thing, you know? Uh, so it feels like almost you're being challenged when someone comes at you and says, I don't like this. Why do you like this? Or I think there's a better way to do this. Why aren't, you know, et cetera. And maybe again, it's me getting older, but I just kind of am learning to distance myself from that personal reaction first. Yeah, it's such it's such a personal thing. I mean, a tech stack choice is something that a lot of us spend dozens of hours every single week working with and thinking about. Like it becomes almost a part of your personality in some ways. I, I know I can tell when somebody's a Rails <laughs> engineer versus a PHP engineer, et cetera. Like after just interacting with them for a little bit, it's often very obvious because it does become such an integral part of the way you think about the world. That kind of sounds ridiculous, but at the same time, if you do anything for 40 hours a week, you're going to be, it's going to become part of you in some sense. So it's it's so easy to to go back and defend it like it is a religious choice or a political choice, but it's it's really just computers and we're all here to make cool stuff. So learning from the strengths and weaknesses of other tools is one of the best things you can do, I think. Yeah, it's kind of like noticing the difference between someone who grew, like you can you can kind of like talk to people for a while and you can kind of tell where they grew up in the US by how they act, how they respond to things, you know, some of their beliefs, et cetera. In uh, programming, you know, that your tech stacks, like you said, you spend so much time doing X and around other people that also do X. So it kind of rubs off on you. Um, but 
I I've always been a big believer in like exposing myself to contrary things or things that are contrary to things that I believe or contrary to things that I think. And I find that you you learn a lot, you grow a lot by doing that. And to kind of like bring that philosophical idea back to technology, uh, for example, like I said, I really enjoy Vue. I work in it uh, all the time. And recently I've been working on a couple of React projects on the side just so I can learn more about React, learn more about how they do things, their ideals. Uh, and, you know, I'm finding that I can take a lot of things because React, I mean, it's a fact that the React ecosystem is much, much larger than Vue's ecosystem, right? There's many more React developers or JavaScript developers using React, I should say, than JavaScript devs using Vue. And I'm finding that I can, you know, research a subject in React, get those ideas and bring them back to Vue as well. Even though the technology is a little bit different, the underlying paradigms are pretty, pretty similar. I, I love that you corrected yourself there, that you said, at first you said React developers and then you said actually JavaScript developers using React because that's such a subtle distinction, but it is really important. And that's that's something that we've talked about on the show several times, but it is such such a critical thing. Whatever framework you pick, even if you pick Vue that Sean and I both love dearly, even if you pick Vue, don't become a Vue developer. Become a JavaScript developer. Understand the concepts. Understand what you really like about it. Understand the philosophy that you enjoy. And that's just going to make you a much better programmer and so much more versatile. You should be able to switch between Vue and React and Angular and whatever fits what you're trying to do best. And you shouldn't have to say, oh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm an Angular developer, you're a Vue developer. No, you're both just developers making something that runs in the browser. I would say that I'm a browser developer more than anything. Not a developer of browsers, but someone who develops for a browser, regardless of the tech stack that I choose in JavaScript. That's a huge thing for me because I see lots of job postings and I see lots of people talking about being React developers. And I always thought that was interesting. So, I mean, like you're kind of diluting yourself down to one framework and one way of doing things. Uh, when really, I think that instead of studying React and studying how Vue handles things, maybe it, it should be more about like studying the paradigms around them. For example, uh, when I, you know, I when I first started learning about React, and and I went from kind of reading about React to using Vue right away because the boiler, like the setup, was just simpler. And so when I first went from being like a, a JavaScript dev who was like making hand updates to the DOM and trying to keep stuff, like I've talked about uh, in the past shows, I've talked about how the big project that kind of turned me off to that was building a real time calendar. Uh, where I was hand manipulating the DOM and keeping things in the DOM and the data in, in sync. That was very difficult. And so I started using Vue and then that kind of paradigm shift where you don't have to manage the DOM anymore. You just update your state, which is vastly simpler and the DOM just kind of updates itself. That was huge for me. Anyway, like to, to, to bring it back to the main point where I was talking about how you know, studying the concepts. So it went from, you know, writing writing apps that I was hand changing DOM to kind of learning ideas, learning about ideas where the DOM should update itself to learning about like how to actually structure an application. You know, how do you, do you, you know, how do you structure like container components? How do you structure like presentation components? Um, you know, when I first started, I didn't even know what a container component was, you know, something that handles the data manipulation and then delegates the data to a presentational component that's like a dumb component that all it does is render data given to it. So 
I like to take a step back and kind of look at the overall idea. So I'm not trying to learn so much about React itself, but I'm trying to learn more about how to build communications that have lots of data moving, lots of parts communicating to other parts. You know, some like learning about React, uh, Redux, you know, Flux, just all those different ideas. And if I'm using Vue, I can take those ideas back to that. If I'm using Angular, I can do the same. If I'm using Mithril, I could do the same, you know? So it's, like you said, it's very important to distinguish between like being a React developer or a student of React versus a student of like application, building application uh, patterns. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is evidenced in job postings over the last 10 years. I mean, people were asking for jQuery developers. You would see that in ads, job ads all the time. You would see we, we need jQuery developers. And then it was more like we need Polymer developers, we need Angular developers, we need React developers. But really what all those job ads want is people who are solid JavaScript developers. That hasn't changed over the last 10 years. People need JavaScript developers. The frameworks, the libraries, the philosophies, they all change. And what you as an individual who wants to work in programming should be really focused on, I think, is how can I learn these core concepts? How can I look at the philosophies behind each of these frameworks? What can I absorb from them? What can I learn from them? And what can I take on that is going to be valuable in five years and 10 years? Right. So I've been reading through this book called JavaScript Patterns. And in the intro, I can't remember the author's name. I'll have to put it in the show notes. But the author is talking about why patterns are important. And one of the main reasons is if you're working with a distributed team, it's much easier to de describe bits of code by saying this follows X pattern as opposed to in line one, you see we're doing this, right? So you can more concisely communicate ideas or how the application works just by saying, here's the overall idea or here's the paradigm I'm, I'm following. And that's, that's, I feel like React and Vue, especially in web applications, has made that a lot easier. You know, if you say to, if I say to you, we're using Redux, you pretty much have a general idea of how the state is managed in the application. I was talking with somebody else the other day and just kind of like going back and forth. Like I was explaining why I liked Vue more than I like React. And they took it as a, well, you know, React is still really important because this is the way the industry is going. And I said, well, it's totally miles ahead of what we used to write, you know, but I think that's like I was talking about the paradigms, like the 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 application ideas that are coming out is is what's super important, and and I think it's good to you know discuss across frameworks or discuss across ideas and share them because that's how we all grow. Yeah, every time I see a pattern from React brought over into Vue land, I'm like, yes, this is great, this is awesome, because now we have this pattern through a slightly different lens, which is going to make people think about it just a little bit differently, which is going to promote more innovation. People come up with ideas, people come up with new stuff because they take one philosophy and they just kind of tweak it a little bit to fit their worldview. And I'm talking in very high level, very general terms, but that also applies equally well to, to programming stuff. These are all just ways of thinking about different concepts. And, and as the language as a whole grows, as the entire JavaScript ecosystem grows, we all benefit from that. Vue developers, React developers, we all win when there's a lot of people using these tools and using them in slightly different ways. I think, that, I think that's really important is that people take something and then they use it in a way that you maybe you didn't quite expect. And this also applies to, to building products. Like you build out a minimum viable product because you don't exactly know what your users are going to want. You know you have something that's valuable, but you don't know what they're going to want on top of it. You don't know all the features they're going to want, all the features they're going to need and what's going to be most useful to them. So when you build out something minimal, that allows you to, to steer and, and just learn from other people 
and build on top of how other people think about things. And I think that that's just so great and so powerful. Exactly. And that also kind of demonstrates the point that it's okay to have your own opinions on doing things. Uh, so when I'm going through and, and doing certain things with a react way, I may not like it. And I think that that's okay for me to not like it. Like a couple episodes ago, ago, we were talking about how some people may not like ES6, but that's totally fine. I think it's it's just really important to underscore the fact that you are entitled to having your own opinions and having your own preferences, and that's okay. Uh, that doesn't mean that you're going to always write code in that fashion. You might have to uh, put those aside like I'm doing. And even though it's you know for, for side projects, you might have to put those aside, um, and that's and that's fine too. I think it's just a good exercise in, you know, self control and managing your emotions because I think that's also very important. Being able to know yourself well enough to control your responses to things, uh, which is a whole other subject in you know in general. But uh, I don't know. I'm just all for just kind of pushing your own buttons. You know, like if, if there's something that kind of triggers you a little bit, why not push that button and figure out why. And so that's kind of what I'm doing now. Um, we actually, I just got tweeted at by Mikhail Finch and he wants to uh, know about some side projects that we've got going on and and uh, it kind of fits right in with what we're talking about right now. Uh, so we've been, I've mentioned Exodus in the past and I'm working with friend of the show, Charles Peters now. So he's doing some design work for that. So hopefully, hopefully we'll be releasing it uh, at some point. Um, but the side project I'm working on today actually is, uh, React app just for searching Stack Overflow. Um, so if you go to Stack Overflow and user search, you'll get an indexed listing, but you only see like question titles and you don't actually get to see answer content. So I'm kind of merging the two views where you can do a search and then you get a result and you might click a button like peak or something and it pops a, a quick like answer list for that question. So maybe it's just like a way to find answers uh, faster. But yeah, again, I'm building that in React just to kind of kick the tires a bit, kind of push... Uh, you know, test myself a little bit because I haven't had that much React experience. So I, I just want to go back really quick to something that you said a minute ago. Uh, you mentioned how it is totally okay to have your own opinions, to have your own philosophies on things and, and make decisions differently than maybe the common wisdom is. And I just want to point out that that's exactly how we ended up with things like Angular and React and Vue is because people thought about these problems and they they figured out how they wanted to think about them. And they, they just reframed the problem, and that gave them a totally different solution than when you used up to that point. And so not only I, – I wouldn't say it's okay for people to have their own thoughts and opinions and philosophies on these things. I would say that it is vital to the progress of the language as a whole. It's so, so important that people are always questioning, is this the best way to do this? Is there something better? What do I like? What do I dislike about this approach? That is the only way that we ever make progress is by questioning what is currently the standard. And that's just to me so, so critical. Yeah, because if you don't have that testing, if you don't have um, that ex experimentation outside of what the current status quo is, you're going to become complacent. You know, things are going to grow stagnant. And that's another reason why I appreciate the JavaScript community so much is because there's so much, <laughs> there's so many people doing so many different things. It feels like you can go to medium.com and search for JavaScript and just become like upset within 10 minutes because someone writes about something that you think is a terrible idea. But I think that's what's great about it because there's so many different ideas being shared. Um, there's so many ideas being explored and that's how we've come up. You know, because I, mean? I, I remember when React first came out, I looked at it and I was like, this is nuts. Like JSX is the worst thing I've ever seen. Why would you ever want to do that? Right. You know, there was such a emotional response by so many people. And now you know, once you kind of push past that emotional response, you get into the logical thinking like, 
maybe this is fine. And then once you start using it, you're like, oh man, I can't imagine doing this any other way. Right. I, I think about projects that I did even just a couple of years ago and how I handled stuff in JavaScript. And it's like, oh my God, <laughs> what what was I thinking? What was the world thinking? How was this ever perceived as a sustainable s- situation? You know, like how how in the world could anybody think this was going to work long term? And so it's just the, these solutions, they start off so often as something that people are confused by. People don't get, they're like, this isn't how we do this. What about separation mm-hmm. of concerns? But it turns out separation, that's not exactly what separation of concerns yeah. means. Separation of concerns can be, you can separate those concerns however you want. What really matters is that right. they're separated at the end of the day. And so we have these tools now that are just leagues beyond what we had even a few years ago. And I'm just, I'm so excited to see what's coming next. Like what all these awesome people are coming up with right now is just going to be mind blowing, I'm sure. And we've seen even some of that with stuff like Vue 2, where there's so many just huge, pretty ground level improvements. And I know you've been looking into that a little bit. What do you think about Vue 2? Um, I think it's great. I'll, I'll put a link to the show notes in his announcement blog post or there rather because there's a core team behind it. Um, one of the coolest things I think was his explanation of how the new rendering engine works. And there, you know, he actually was on full stack radio. I'll also link to that episode, but he actually gave like a firsthand kind of like, this is how it's different now. And basically he, I don't want to say he forked it, but he customized a version of SnapDOM, which is a virtual DOM library. So under the hood, that's like completely new, right? So he kind of built on top of this virtual DOM idea. And now with Vue version 2, you have access to these these render functions, which Vue version 1, you didn't. You only had access to rendering your components via template strings. Uh, but now under the hood, there is a render function that you can use. So for example, before you might have a really complicated, you know, if else statement going on in a component, like if this exists, then render this component, else render this component. And you can have this kind of weird if else structure in the DOM, which that's not really what that's meant for, or a DOM-like structure. Uh, So what you can do is you can fall back to the render functions themselves and you can use actual logic, like real JavaScript logic, and then render out actual actual elements or actual components from there. Basically in Vue 2, there seems to be a lot a lot of refinement, like under 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 the hood behind the scenes, uh, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, but maybe the most important thing would be the performance angle. In his announcement, he talks about how so basically most of these frameworks are rated performance-wise against vanilla JavaScript and then vanilla JavaScript being like 1x. And Vue version 2 was like 1.3 or like 1.6, whereas uh, view version one was like twice that. I believe it was right around twice that. So it was two point something, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Two point something. So, I mean, that's double it's twice. I mean, that's, that's pretty, pretty insane. It's a, it's a significant performance improvement. And not only is it a significant performance improvement over view one dot X, it's huge compared to basically everything else out there, react and angular. It's just so fast now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, this kind of like goes back to viewpoint one or 1.0 as well. But I think the biggest thing, especially the more I jump into React, the biggest thing that I like about Vue is it feels more polished in a sense. So with Vue, if you have if, if you have component methods, those go in a methods object. If you have computed properties, those go in a computed object. With React, it's kind of like you have a class and you can kind of just toss whatever and whatever you want in there as long as you have a render function. Uh, and not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just 
for me, when I'm opening up, I'm like going onto Google and looking for looking through source to learn. It's kind of overwhelming at first because it's just like a spaghetti mess of here are a bunch of functions and here's a render function and that's you know where the the layout of the component is. But yeah, uh, view feels very much polished, very much more organized, and that's I don't know. It's kind of maybe like a nitpicky thing, but that is really I'm that's the kind of person I am. You know, I like to have things organized. I like to have my ducks in a row. Uh, I like to know where I'm looking for something, and Vue two gives me that. Sean, um, the future the future of JavaScript, I think, is really exciting, which is a nice thing to say. I like I like being able to say positive things once in a while. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, for for maybe like six months to a year, there was a whole kind of sentiment in the community like the future of JavaScript is terrible and we should burn it down. Uh, and maybe that still exists, but I I'm really excited, you know the more I kind of step back and remove my personal feelings from how things are going or my personal thoughts on how things should be done. And the more I kind of push myself to embrace things I'm not comfortable with, I think the more optimistic I get. <laughs>